love that song. Melissa, you heard that song somewhere else? I, I did. think John did. John, you heard the song somewhere else. Yeah, this morning when I was getting dressed, there was a no way. progressive commercial flow from Progressive Auto Insurance. And in the background was... And I was like, hey, I know that mom. I know that song. That is a funny... I wouldn't be Stu's wife if I didn't tell you that Flo from Progressive went to Binghamton. There. No way. She did. As did my husband, so. Binghamton University, the town? Binghamton University, yeah. That's where she went. There are very few people that are famous from there, so he's digging his nails in and holding on to every one of them. Paul Reiser is another one. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Wow, what happened to him? Ever since that show that he was on. That's what happened. Ever since that show he was on with Helen Hunt. Mad About You. Yeah, that was a great... I remember, oh, he did something else. That was he a was, great show. Oh, my God. Je- he was Jenny Slate's love interest in something, a really fast He did something recently, and I thought... That went nowhere, yeah. That's a tiny little part for you to have picked up after being the king of the world with the best sitcom on TV, mm. but good for you for still working. We have a listener that's, I guess, a chef because he's t- cooking He's cooking skirt steak, roasted potatoes, and bacon and green beans. Holy hot damn, that sounds good. I'll be right. Is that Adam? Yes. Yeah, I'll I'm be starving. right there, Adam. Man, you got to cook for me. Damn you, Adam. Damn oh you is right. Jessica. Um, yes. Oh. I want I want to hear it. You got lost today? So there is the Brandywine Creek State Park right next to where I take Isaac to school. On the way there... I see people parking and going in, you know, and, I, and like going in the woods for what I thought was a short period of time and then coming out and getting back in their car and going home. So I thought I have a call at 10. It's like 915. I will just do like a quick half hour walk, like a circle. I assumed there was like a circular path where people oh, walk. Oh, no, you got lost on foot. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I parked my car. Uh on Mount on a uh, Garden of Eden Road. I'll show the screenshot here if you guys want because it's so bad. Um, I park my car on Limited Road and then I'm walking, and I go in what seems like a circle, but instead is more like me rounding the mountain, like the entire mountain. So like I- I'm going to show you guys. Okay, the red <laughs> is my car. Oh no! See how I'm like mid green. Yes. Oh, no. And also because it's pointing up, I have no idea which way I'm going, nor do I know which way I should be going. Also, nothing here is a trail, as you can see. So I just wandered around <laughs> for an hour and a half until I saw something resembling a neighborhood, which ended up to being, John, you will appreciate this, near Crazy Cats, near Mount Shannon Inn. Wow. I came all the way down the mountain and came out in a neighborhood nowhere near where I parked my car. Had to call an Uber. Oh, my God. I was just going to joke that you called an Uber. (laughs) I called an Uber and had to take it and had to take it back to my car because, I mean, it was only it was probably like two miles away. But I already walked like 10 fucking miles trying to find the fucking thing in the first place. Send up a news chopper to find her. I mean, I was wearing bright pink, and there's all these thoughts running through my head, like, thank God I'm wearing bright pink. Hopefully no one will kidnap me. If I fall on the rocks, could I scream loud enough? Like, Well, you have a phone. I thought, I have a phone. I had a phone, and it was fine. I was listening to, you know. Can hear that'll teach you. That'll teach you to exercise. What the fuck? Here we are, Chopper I mean, 6, trying to find good- a woman who took a walk today in Delaware. 
know, the good news is that I was like, I'll just take it easy. I'll do a 15-minute walk. And after an hour and a half, like, my ar- the arches of my feet were bothering me. But other than that, I was, like, very impressed that I did that and felt good and not like a like I wanted to die. Would you do it so again? So my body is in – I think I'm not going to do it again. No, fuck that shit. I'm going to go in a circle where I know there's a circle. But, like – like my neighbor, like my own fucking street and not the fucking woods. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Seriously. But like, um, at least I know that my body is capable of more than like 15 minutes that like I was feeling good. And I, not, I mean, it's also a beautiful day. I did not want to die. I did want the Uber, though. Like, really strongly wanted that Uber. Yeah, I would have died. I would have died on the trail. It was a gorgeous day for it today, though. A it was gorgeous a gorgeous day. day, and my friend was like, maybe you were meant to get lost. And I was like, maybe I was meant to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's it was also nice. a possibility. Who's it meant was to nice. get lost? Huh? Who's, who's meant to get lost? My friend Toby. Okay. So my, my girlfriend Toby, um, who I went to summer camp with, is- I know Toby. Yeah. Besides working at the um, at the National environmental parks, yeah, 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 at like the environmental whatever the hell. Bye, John. Um, she also does. She leads forest bathing ex exurbi- uh Come again. Help me. Come again. Forest bathing is like the Japanese art of like wandering through the forest and appreciating the nature. And so. I forget okay. what it's called, but she calls it they there's a forest bathing thing and like on weekends she has people sign up and she does leads like a walk through the forest. Like it's not a run, it's not a like it's a wander. Let's taste it's all a the wander. leaves. It's like yeah, it's like a wandering it's around. It's a meditation. So, it's it's meditative. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it was nice. So that's why she was like, Maybe you were meant to get lost. And I was like, I mean, maybe I was I mean, I kind of and that right when she said that, I sort of um saw a bench. And then I sat on the bench and like I kind of like looked at the creek for a few yeah, minutes. It was it nice. lovely. If it you didn't lovely, have a but... phone call to get to and you didn't have a day and you didn't have shit to yeah. do and people who count on you and that sounds yeah, delightful. would have been great. But I'm, instead, I was like, but why can't I see any of these trails on a map? And it didn't occur to me to like download a map of the fucking park either. Only now I'm just thinking of that as a matter of fact. But no, yeah. So I got super lost and I thought, you know, uh, here I'm feeling all confident. Like, I'm so confident. I mean, I, I like, raise money for my Kickstarter. You know what else? I'm going to go on a forest bathing walk. And, like, boy, was that stupid. And then I – and, you know, it's like I have to keep doing things to be reminded of why I'm a comedian and not, like, a lead in the romance. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, a romantic lead in the story of her life would, like – wander along and be refreshed and everything would go well but since i'm a comedian and a man on a horse would go and find her wandering around lost and yeah i got you hey you just you just brushed by something that was kind of big your kickstarter yes i uh was doing a kickstarter for she podcast event um which is women's podcasting group that i founded with my friend elsie escobar about five or six years ago we did a kickstarter for a conference so that we wouldn't have to pay for it since we can't pay for it since it's kind of a nonprofit at this moment. So we did a Kickstarter for $25,000 and we funded, we were funded over the weekend. So I was very excited that we funded it and got our money. Yay. So we landed $25,000 and now it's still coming in. So we've now like are 110% funded, um, which means, you know, I just wanted to fund enough money so that when, if I did have a conference, I could pay the hotel bill. 
But don't be discouraged. If you have not purchased your ticket yet, you still can, number one. And number two, should, because they are at a discounted price right now on the Kickstarter. So definitely don't say, screw it. She already funded it. I'm out. Because No, in fact, there's only nine more days. And after that, the tickets are going to go up quite significantly. So if you are listening to this and you have any designs on starting a podcast or coming to Atlanta to see the conference, um, you should get your ticket now. They are one forty nine for the early bird ticket and then two ninety nine for early bird VIP. Highly recommend you do the VIP because it comes with a green room so that anytime during sessions, if you need a quiet place to meet or like a drink of water and stuff, like you have like your own little green room where you can go and hang out. That's not in the middle of the floor. Right. So don't don't be discouraged by the oh I didn't help. Yeah, yeah. You're helping yourself you right can now. Still help. These, these tickets still get more expensive after the date. And we do totally still need the help because I still have lots of like lofty dreams for what I want this conference to be, including the fitness marshal. And I can't afford the fitness marshal unless we get like a few, what's the word, um, stretch goals. Fitness marshal, are we going wandering yes. in the woods? The fitness marshal is the guy, he's this guy on YouTube who does aerobics to like pop songs in like a, in like a gay club dancing type way. That sounds like so much fun to watch. No, it's really fun to do. It's so much fun to do that. Nate cannot resist doing it. That should tell you something. I bet your kids could also not resist doing it. And so, I mean, you know, it costs money for him to come. And I'd also, I wouldn't mind interviewing him because he has a (laughs) super successful YouTube show. Um, but you know, it's going to cost money. So yeah, I have a few stretch goals. So she podcast.com forward slash live, please go support, get your tickets, do what you got to do. Um, just so you know, and I hope you're all sitting, I'm planning on going. Whoa. whoa. Yay! I didn't just buy my ticket. I'm actually planning on boarding a plane and going. Wait, do you, what do you mean? You act like you never do that when meanwhile you're doing it next week. Yes, but there have been, what, five conventions, podcasting conventions that have happened since we started. And I'm like, mm, I don't know that that's for me, but um, I'm going. So you're what we call me. the PA, the PAB. You know what a PAB is? Punk ass bitch. <laughs> you're yeah, a PAB when it comes to podcast. What, what is your hesitation to go to podcast conferences? Tell me what it is. Is it the effort in doing the travel or is it the, oh my God, maybe I'll learn something and get better at it and then I'll yeah, be happy. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely that. it. I don't want to have that happen. Okay. Talk sense, woman. If we're talking, talk sense. People do that. Hesitation is I don't know anybody. I even you know have, me and I know everybody. I even have friends who, you know everybody, which means there you are with everybody and there I am like, uh, I, I feel like podcasting is the safety, I, I mean, I'm wearing my night pants right now. I, I got a tapestry behind me. I'm in my comfort zone. My family just came back from a college fair with duck donuts for me. Like, I, I'm i all about comfort. It's for me, everything these days is all about comfort. I do fly. I'm going to Florida next week, which should make podcasting live a challenge. But we think we're going to try. Right, guys? We'll try. John Teller. We'll try. <laughs> It's just the most comfortable. It's like, it's just the most comfortable. If there's any conference you could go to that would be absolutely comfortable and introvert friendly, it's, it's this one. It's a comfort zone, you're saying? It's this one because a lot of people are basement dwelling introverts, not just yes. you. And as a result, there's very little small talk because most people hate small, you know, they don't like small talk just as much as we don't hate small talk. So there's not a lot of standing around thinking up brilliant things to say. They just go right into, oh my God, it's so fucking hot. You know what I mean? Or the other it's thing just is, comfortable. 
we just sit here and talk like yentas. And I feel like there are people out there, if they listen, who know things about us and I don't know anything about them. So that also, it, to That's me, is like, part. well, start talking. I want to hear everything. If, if Since I've already spilled for the last year plus, fill me in. Well, the last podcast conference I went to was Podcast Movement. And uh, I'm walking across the floor, and a, a guy comes walking over and says, Hey, John. And he starts talking to me. And I have no idea who he is. And it was Honor Night. And oh, he Honor. Listens, Yay. Yeah, and he listens to all the po- you know, all our shows. And I had no idea who weird? it was. Well, I, it wasn't weird. I just didn't, you know, it's it's an uncomfortable feeling when someone comes up and knows so much about you and you don't know so, about them. But then you talk to them and you get to know them a little bit better. It, again, it's, you got people there that they're talking, podcasting, and it's great for learning about podcasting. Uh, that's why I, you know, I love going to them. Yeah, I wouldn't say you get used to that. I would say much like anything else that makes you uncomfortable in life, you just sort of pretend like it's not happening. You like, learn how to it's been a You learn how. Like Yeah, like you just you know, I was gonna I hate to compare it to grief, but it is very similar in that when you're in a situation when well, I always say that like grief does not go away. It just sort of like walks next to you as you do stuff, you know, and you just like accept Right. Sometimes it trips you. It's, you just kind of accept that it's happening and then you just ignore it. Well, like you can be here, but just you stay there and don't talk to me right now kind of thing. This is similar in that like when you're talking to someone that knows more about you than you know about them, I instantly go to like a place where I'm just like, so tell me about you. What do you do? You know, I like I instantly don't want to talk about me, which is kind of like what you said. Yeah. And then exactly. I pretend like they don't know stuff. But sometimes when I go to tell them a story and they go, oh, yeah, you talked about this on the episode. That is actually kind of a shorthand because then you can be like, right. So, you know, I was like so annoyed. They were like, yeah, I don't blame you. And then you can just skip the whole fucking story because they already heard it. All right. I'm Yay. going. I'm going. You're not talking. I know. I know. We're not selling it. I'm just telling you it's fun. You know why? Why the fuck am I selling it? You're going. I'm going. Okay. So I want to tell you that once again in the news falls a topic that is something that Emily, your daughter, had to deal with um, at school and drives me fucking crazy. And it is the issue um, are leggings, pants. Let me help you decide that leggings are pants, that tights are are not pants, but if you have, I mean, defined by Webster, leggings, covers from the waist to the, like, pants, it, by definition, they are pants. Do some people wear them inappropriately? Maybe. But that is not a reason why a mother in South Bend, Indiana, after going to church with her sons, writes a letter on the internet that says, tell your daughters to stop distracting my sons with tight pants and sh- with leggings or not pants, that is inappropriate. Why don't you tell your sons to not objectify women and to focus on what they're actually in church for and to rein it in? Have you met boys? Have you met teenage boys? Yes, but then why are you telling girls? So then talk to your boys. I definitely was, I'm definitely walking around the store the other day, Costco, Target, somewhere with my 15-year-old son, and a girl walked in front of us who was wearing the tiniest shorts. I mean, her ass was out. Like the tiniest Ew. shorts I had ever seen. They have like denim diapers now that look Could that you see under cheeks? I under yeah. cheek. I saw under cheek. I saw middle cheek. I saw the only thing I was missing upper was cheek? the tramp stamp. That's the only thing that was missing was the upper. T- 
So I thought it was hilarious, and I thought, wow, your parents are blinking. Like, they are just not watching you on the way out of the house. And I looked at my 15-year-old son just to see what his face was doing. I am not getting on the internet or to write a letter to people to say, put some shorts on, put some... If you want to be seen and objectified in a way, let your ass hang out. But leggings are not an excuse to objectify women. They are not. Okay. Can I but ask a question? You know what? This Go ahead. What is objectifying women? Seeing them as meat and nothing else. Seeing them as a sexual ob- object? A s- no. Uh, seeing them as only a sexual object. Mm. So, as a guy, most of my life, when a woman comes out <laughs> and is dressed We'll talk about that next. <laughs> in a provocative way with, you know, yes. where where her her shorts are so tight that you can tell whether she shaves or not. That, you know, what is a guy supposed to see? We are meant to breed. Men are meant to breed. Our brain, our, what's that called? Our Cro-Magnum brain is we are meant to breed. And when women come out and are dressed in that kind of area where it peaks our sexual, sexual whatever that is, you know, we're going to stare. Okay, now. And in leggings, your ass does not hang out of a, a butt cheek. There's no flesh visible. All right. I have the standards under which we can live. Are you ready? Sure. Uh-oh. Okay. That's right. You're very prude. I can't wait to hear it. You cannot wear leggings that are see-through and then have a shirt that's like a crop top because you are literally just wearing pantyhose and a bra. Like that is not dressed. You're not dressed. Ooh. Well, I bought a pair of leggings that are black with like white skulls up to the end and I put them on and I realized like they are they're they're not they're not leggings that I thought were opaque they're more they're a little sheer then they're not leggings they can't be leggings if they don't have feet though so I was just like I just I just wear them with a long white sweater so no one can see my ass you can see a little bit of my skin through the black but like that's it but technically they're less pants than I thought they were going to be. And if I were skinny and I wore them with a, with a shirt that wasn't below my butt, that would be hugely inappropriate. So I think unless they're see-through, that's a problem. I also think, like, there's a difference between super tight leggings and not as tight leggings. Like, I think you don't have to have it, like, where you can see the outline of your underwear. But I also think, like, these are not questions about whether or not leggings are pants and tights are pants. These are questions about whether or not you leave the house with the full intention of someone staring at you. And, like, don't try and tell me that you just enjoy having your ass hang out. It's one thing to put put on a little cleat, you know, show a little cleavage because you feel sassy. It's quite another to, like, wear pantyhose and a shirt. Like, that's just not fucking appropriate. But similarly... It has nothing to do with male or female because I got into the elevator in Atlanta and a kid came and stood in front of me and his entire ass was out his? in the underpants and the pants were below cheek. Okay, like, let's how go do there. You even, how do you even hold your pants up? Why wear pants at all if they're going to be under your ass? What, do you just walk like a penguin? You're how do like, they stay on? That's what He's I want to know. He's probably holding them on on the side. It makes no fucking sense to me. That makes even less sense than leggings that are even see-through. Like, at least your ass is covered for weather. These guys' asses are just fucking hanging out. It drives me fucking so crazy. So is, really, is the answer really just show some class? Wear clothes that fit you? Should there be, like, a fit guideline? The like answer wear- is have a little decency, period. Just 
teach your children that it's not appropriate to have their boobs and their butt and their dick and their ass hanging out for any reason. Cover your private areas, period. You want to show your shoulders, cleavage, your fucking... No moose knuckles, no thongs, no tramp stamps, no, no camel, toe. camel toe, no fucking under boob. Just keep all your shit to yourself. And I'm not trying to be a prude. It's just decency. Like, it's not even about... Dis- First of all, that distracts me. I'm not gay. But if you're going to wear see-through outfits... Regardless of size, it's fucking distracting. Don't do that. And then let's talk about what's appropriate to wear to church. In other words, if you're going to church, you should dress appropriately. I can't even talk about church. People wear the craziest shit to church. I can't believe what people wear to church. And then think about this. Here's a woman. She's in there and she sees these women and she sees her sons paying attention to this. And all of a sudden she wants to blame the woman. You got to learn. You got to look over your son and say, hey, pretend like you know where you're at. All right. Stop looking at her like she's a piece of meat right now. I'm telling you right now, if you're out as a guy and you see some girl walking in a club or a bar or she's out somewhere and she's dressed sexually, we're staring. And I'm telling you right now, if you have cleavage, I'm looking. In a club or a bar, John, it's an invitation. Anywhere, anywhere. Whenever I I was in a gala and there were women there wearing like dresses that like, I don't even remember the last time I wore a dress so short that it was like just grazing the hairline of my ass, like right under the cheeks. That's where the dress stopped. And these are like 40-year-old women. That's Fine, what I was going to ask you. How old are they? Yeah. 30, 40-year-old women. And I'm not saying like they don't have the body for it. Certainly they do. I'm just saying like you're at a Jewish family services gala. If you want... <laughs> they got <laughs> those like, bodies at the JCC. Some of the dresses, they might as well show them One off. woman was wearing... You know, I, I just want like an inch past ass. Like one inch past the ass. You have a great ass. You have a great body workout every day. Show it off. Good for you. That's amazing. But if you sneeze, your whole patchouli is coming out. That's all I'm saying. Right. But if you're if you're a woman and you're wearing one of those tops that like what do they call where they seashell tops or crop one of those tops that drop drop real low so you can see the cleavage. What is that called? Clamshell. I don't know that V-neck, there's a name V-neck for it. like this. V-neck. Yeah. Yeah. But the way this down. is boat neck. This is boat neck. This is V-neck. Hooerish. Hooerish. Well, I'm not going to say that. But I'm saying Hoo-er-ish. if you have them out. If you have the girls prominently displayed, if a wind blows by and right above your nipples are chilly, you can't say to a guy, eyes up here, because they're out and we are going to stare. I don't think women, I've never seen a woman wearing a shirt like that be offended when your eyes are not up here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, they wear them all the time. But yes, they, they're wearing it for a reason. Like, it's it's a I'm, notice me outfit. It's a notice yeah, me shirt. If my I have a 14-year-old daughter... And when yeah. she gets dressed to go out as a 14-year-old girl and she comes down in a ha- slamming body, a half shirt and and low riding, I'm like, what is missing from this outfit? And it's winter. So let's oh put God. a sweater oh over God. that. Oh my let's, God. let's layer a little more than this and let's show some class. Let's try to be a little classier yes. than what, because you are not offering decent. what it looks like you are offering. Yeah. So it please, you're not sh- show yeah. some show some class and taste. It is so just some decency. Just be a decent fucking person. Stop so looking like you. everybody's got to push the envelope. When this all started, somebody put on a pair of yoga pants and they took a long T-shirt and they put it over. So the T-shirt came over their ass and then it just got shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Same guys with wore their pants down. They used to have their boxer shorts and then their pants was around their hips. So all you saw was boxer shorts. Now the crack of their ass is hanging out. When is it going to stop? When they're walking around with pants around their knees like a penguin. 
that's when it's going to stop. I can't wait for that because that means it stopped. But that whole leggings in, in Indiana was not the only thing in the news that I was totally wrapped by. How about the four poachers that went out, lost a friend because he got trampled by an elephant, <laughs> and then a whole pride of lions ate him. You know what I say? Every Karma? once in a while, you get to eat rhinoceros or whatever he was shooting. And every once in a while, the rhinoceros gets you. So he went out. Yes. This is the story of the year, right? So like a poacher fucking... <laughs> I just like the headline, enough is enough. Poacher killed by elephant and eaten by lions. Karma does exist. Well, you know what? It's really... It would be a shame to waste a good poacher. You know what I mean? He was already <laughs> trampled. You might so as well true. eat him. But, you know, you don't get to take the horns off the rhino without killing the rhino. There are under 5,000 of them left. 5,000? 500? 5,000? I don't know. Um, they are wildly Why endangered. Do you know that? And they were, I read, I, and they were found, the other poachers were found at the airport with their take, with all of the horns that they were bringing to, so I think, gross. China. I, they all got in trouble, and somebody got in the most trouble. They had to tell his family, oh, by the way, Johnny got eaten because, <laughs> like us, he's a fucking douche, and we will pay the price so financially and maybe, you know, criminally, while he paid a different price. You buddy. know why they want the the rhino horns? You know what that's Yeah, for? I think it's a sex thing. I think it's for— um, yeah, It's supposed to put lead in your pencil. Yeah, I think it's—yeah, it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac. It's supposed to yeah, and charge up a— it doesn't work. Uh, and how do you know that? Because I can read. Because they said that they looked into it, they broke it down, and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't stiffen your willy or, you know, you don't have to wait for four hours. What, rhino horn? Right. Rhino yeah. horn Aren't doesn't make Aren't most aphrodisiacs bullshit, though? Like, what's with the... Didn't Bill Cosby used to talk about the tsetse fly? You said it, Jessica. You know what an aphrodisiac is? Your husband doing the dishes. That is an aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah. Anytime yeah. the husband is doing housework, that's a fucking aphrodisiac. It doesn't even matter if he always does it or whatever. Just like, or cook a, cook a meal. That's I'm not even going to wait to the end to tell you, John. Stuart <laughs> had another aphrodisiac moment in our home. Yes, he picked up shit and he was thrilled that you supported him. But this time, he took a shower today. And he said, I felt like I was up to my ankles in water. Like, did you not notice that? I said, I don't know what you're oh, talking no. about. Yeah. So he cleaned out the drain oh. in the shower oh. today. And you think oh, the 45 pounds of shit he gathers on a biweekly basis is a lot? The same bag full of hair came out. And I said, I, you said no more dogs. I am not feeding that. Whatever is in that bag, I do not want to know about what it are you was doing in that shower. How long do you wait before you shave your underarms, Melissa? Jesus. <laughs> I I'm on the regular with the underarms, I'll tell you that. That's, I'm joking. How could your how could your deodorant do its job if it can't even find your armpit? Um, but I was amazed at what he pulled out of there and I said, Whatever you want, the answer is yes. He took that stick and pulled it out I, time after time. I'm like, that has to be it. You have to be done. And he's Ugh. like, could you hold this? And I turned around and I gagged over the toilet. It was, oh, I'd rather pick up shit. It was so gross. And the smell. Tell us what it smelled like and what color it was so that everyone can vomit right along with me. Nope, not getting that close to it, but it was alive. Oh, it was God. what it was. It was a full animal. It was a full 30 pound animal that came out of that shower. And I thought, you are a fucking prince. Whatever you want. You know I'm a father of four daughters, right? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. So, what are your drains like? What's the worst thing that ever came out of that drain? Wait, I'm sorry I asked that already. Same thing. I go in there and I 
because it's we had our own shower and the kids had their own bathroom. So I go in there and well, I forget what I put the bath. There was still water in the tub. And I was like, why is there still water in the tub? So I look, I was like, oh, so I go downstairs and you have this little thing you get. It, it looks like a, a bottle washer, like a baby bottle washer, but it's thin and it's got metal. Th- and you jam it down there and you twirl it like spaghetti and then you start pulling and out it comes and out what? it comes and out it comes. And it looks like a drowned rat and it smells like a dead drowned rat. It's oh. the, the smell. I was just in there. And I'm pulling it out. It's not just once, John. It's not just once that you do it. No, I'm telling you, I bet you I pulled three pounds of hair Ugh. out of that drain. Yeah. God, father of daughters. But what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, you, you wash your hair, your hair's going to come mm, out. Mm. You know, so what are you going to do? I know, I do. I actually get a lot of tangled bullshit in my drain, and it has to be done like over a couple months. But it's just hair. I mean, like, because of that, it doesn't get disgusting because it's just me and my tangled bullshit curls. Like in big knots in there, so like it never gets to be but like. I'll pull the hair out. House of a thousand corpses. On the shower door. Uh, what is wrong with you? And I'll put what it the on the fuck? shower door. That's so, so gross. So after. Do you so take after it out? The, yeah. So after the shower, I'll squeegee the door, oh, so yeah. that all of the hair is on the side of Wait, the door. Wait, are you now. naked when you're doing it? Oh fuck yeah! Well, how do you think? Just st- <laughs> so. I shouldn't tell you this, but that's how Stuart took all the stuff out of the train today, too. He was in the shower. Never mind. The aphrodisiac part is over because now no, Stuart's not. bending over. Nothing hotter. Nothing hotter oh. than a man who's cleaning my drain. Naked, so to speak. though? So to speak. I don't know. You know, this is yeah. the thing about nudists that I don't understand. It's one thing to just see the human body naked in a person that you're attracted to. It's quite another to see that person chopping onions naked or like cleaning a drain naked or putting their shoes on naked. Like all of that is not attractive. On Seinfeld, they opened up a jar of pickles or something and it was like a <laughs> right? That's <laughs> like right. Every muscle. Yeah, that was pretty That's great. That's right. It was so terrible. Right. I'm telling you right now, the allure of sex is the only reason that men don't hunt women for fun. Coming what? in? You heard me. <laughs> If it wasn't for the allure of sex, men would hunt women for fun. Like to kill us? Yes. What do you mean by hunt? Like dump rats. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? Are you drunk? I don't even know what to say to that because I don't completely understand it. Think about everything that we do. Like to put just to have a little bit of sex. We clean dog shit. We pull hair out of a drain. All that for sex. I mean, you don't do either one of those things. Don't we him? Oh, I'm just saying. We, the collective we. Okay. So do you think that he must be getting something in return for for what he does? Mm-hmm. Sure. How did you get from Stuart cleaning the drain to him hunting, hunting her for women. fun? I'm just saying me? men, men me. in general, if it Us, wasn't for the allure collective. of sex, having sex, we would never put up with the shit that we put up with with, with women. I don't agree with that. I know you I don't. Think some people are Well, you are could take care of business people. by yourself. I mean, I don't think that's true because you could absolutely please yourself. You don't need women unless you want to procreate. You don't need women. Nobody. Yeah. And vice versa. You don't need. You can just leave your. You can just leave well enough alone. You don't have to hunt us for sport. You can just not have sex. Or not There's engage. That. You can not engage with us. You don't have yeah. to kill us. No <laughs> reason to put our head on the wall. That just, just seems violent. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't put your head on the wall. You don't have any horns or anything. What would we put? You know what we would put on the wall? Your boobs. Nice rack. I was just gonna say it wouldn't be our head. It would be our boobs. <laughs> exactly. You'd just have a a boob wall, and That's you can right. just like 
Mm-hmm. I don't like this conversation. No, it's I don't like really where this gross. is going. Let's stop. Jess, Crystal and China. What what? Oh my god. Okay. Do tell. I want to make sure I'm not alone here. So I was having a conversation. So like there's always this looming potential. It's not looming because I mean it wouldn't bother me that my mother-in-law is going to move in here. She may, she may not. You never know, right? Because if she, whatever, she, it's just always a possibility. So my grandmother called a couple weeks ago and I, did I tell you that she called me like and it sounded like the final phone call? Did we talk about no, that on here we yet? We did not. Okay. The so final just, phone oh. call. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, like, she called the other day. That was funny. She called the, like, two weeks ago, and she was just like, it did sound like the final phone call. She was like, I'm bleeding, and they don't know what's wrong, and I just don't want you to be shocked if you get the call. She made it sound like it was, like, her time. And so when I said, you know, like, is there anything they can do? Well, they want me to have surgery, but I don't want to have surgery because I don't want to die in the hospital. I just want to die in my own bed. And you better come to the funeral, she said. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. But like, how are we going to find out what's wrong with you? And when, well, I have an appointment next Monday, she said. I'm like, so not dying today then. Okay, great. So, um, but she did start talking about stuff she wanted to bequeath to me. Queef? And that, what? Queef? What? Nope. Not queef. Bequeath. Hand down. Oh. Hand down to her. There we go. Bequeath. Like earth. Very earth. different. Very different. Earth with two Fs? Earth and queef is like earth and bequeath. What does she want to give you? Oh, my God. You're going to have China and you're going to have 28 sets. So besides a ring Coming. that her father gave her, yeah, it's like, what about this Lennox bowl? I'm like, what am I going to do with that? What about my China? Don't you need my China? I'm like, I don't need my China. Just say yes. Just Is say yes. Take it thing? all. Just say yes. You can sell Wait a minute. It. Just but say wait yes. a minute. That's not the point of this discussion. The point of the discussion is, do you know one person that A, uses their china on a regular basis, B, has crystal on display, C, has a functional living room, or D, uses a formal dining room for any reason? Like, all the stuff that they did, like, set up furniture in a room that's the living room that no one lives in, or like... Set out China for like Saturday night dinners or whatever the fuck. Like we don't holiday. Those are holiday meals where you crack out the China. Right, when once you have... or twice a year at right. best. At best, yes. But even then, it's like sometimes I've just been like, fuck, I just get the white plate. My plates are white, so it's like not a big deal. But I mean, my dining room could very easily be a playroom and no one would be the wiser because we never eat in there. Ever. That's why Scott's living room is our office. And I and the crystals all shoved into a curio cabinet that like no one sees ever. What do I need with a crystal pickle dish? I don't need crystal bowls. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with crystal vases. It's not like I get flowers every day. What the fuck do people do? Times are very different than they once were. So I'm wait, afraid that our gonna... parents are all going to die and the world is going to be overflowing with glass and crystal. Useless shit that no one wants or needs because our society is too casual now not too casual but casual all right discuss discuss i did not register for crystal or china when i got married because i knew i was getting my grandmother's and i knew i don't want people in my home so there's no need to invite them there or put out nice things to host so i think new generations are not choosing knowing what's about to fall on them i thought you were going to say i'm going to get 
your grandmother's, then your mother-in-law is going to move in with you with all of her china. So you're going to have yours, hers, and hers. And I I have a full set pickle dish and all, extra cover to the butter keeper, all that stuff for my grandmother. Well, it's in a box in the basement. But if I ever hosted a meal. You would still not do it. I have a solution. <laughs> I assure you, you would a not formal meal. If I ever hosted a formal meal, I would kill myself and then move on to. I just there's no way I would ever do that. I have a solution. There is That's- no way you would ever use that shit. Even if you hosted a formal meal, I assure you, you would have it catered and they would bring utensils and china and then they would leave with it. That makes total sense. I, I can't argue. There's no that. way you. No one What's- needs this shit. I don't know what we're doing with all of our grandparents' shit. What's the solution, John? Pull. <laughs> no, not Nana's. You can't have Nana's china for that. What? I didn't get that joke. You like throw the plate he's, and you he's shoot throwing it. it like Oh, like in the oh, like you're Yosemite Sam. Right. I get it. Okay. Or if that would be that? fun. You know, if we could be like the Greeks and just throw them into the fireplace, that could be a fun you know, let's make a sport. If we could have Opa. like a a plate smashing Olympics, that could take care of it. You know, if we can make like a popular sport of smashing glass. That so it has no meaning to think... you? You don't have memories of all that stuff? It has no personal... Some of it, some of it from when I was a kid. My mother's stuff from when I was a kid. Yes, my grandmother's stuff. I can barely remember what we ate. Normally we ate on paper plates, which is probably another reason why she wants to get rid of that china. Like, what is it even for? So is that a Jewish thing where they give away all their stuff before they die? Or when they feel no, like they're dying. No, it's my grandmother. No, although my other grandmother did. She only she did something slightly similar. Seems like no, they Jewish. die and then they wait for you to fight over it after they're no, dead. No, yeah, I mean, like I think they just sense that they're getting old enough where they want to see the person get the thing and be happy. Although my grandmother's like, "You'll get it when I'm dead." The other one, but my father's father, um, she she used to wear all her jewelry. Like they used to call her Mrs. T because she would wear all her jewelry, like, all her bracelets, all her rings, and when Classy. she would visit. Because she was afraid that they would get stolen. So she would come to the house and she would be like, pick a bracelet. This one's nice. This one's good. This one's real sapphire. Like did, she she open like, a, did she open a trench coat and show you what's inside? Watches? Watches? No, but she did have me pick a couple off her neck, too. And then when she passed away, there was more. And, like, all of us went, you know, like, looked through it and decided like what we throw wanted down to match. It was. I found it interesting that she would walk around with it all and then just try to hock it to whichever relative she saw. I like the um, sticky pad theory where you walk through their house and you put a sticky pad with your initial on it. On, yeah, like, see, anything you want. Like, this painting, that sculpture. We didn't talk like about that. furniture. My Grandma Pearl only talked about the jewelry. She only cared about the jewelry. May, on the other hand, is like, what can I give you? What do you need? Do you want my crystal bowl? Why don't you want it? Your father gave it to me. Will you take a look at it? I'm like, I guess. What do I Whatever what do you, you mean, want me I to need? have. I'll take, I don't need anything. I'll take whatever you want me to have. I don't even want to, listen, I don't want to even be around them if and when she passes away. And my father... I was like, if she dies, you better come with me to the funeral. And he was like, I'm not going to that. And I was like, Dad. He will. Don't worry. He will. Come on, Dad. And he was like, I'm not going to that. I'll go with you. He was like, I'll watch Isaac. I'm not going to that. And I was I'll like, even throw you dirt. You got me into this. You married her daughter, you schmuck. <laughs> I'll throw dirt for you. He, he was rescuing her. But still, I'll throw dirt. I'll throw dirt on that grave for you. I don't care. Fuck I'm with them. you. Both. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my my girlfriend is is helping her mother in law move into a smaller home or another home, um, and this mother in law was kind of terrible to her for years and years and years, and now she has mild dementia. 
great. So she doesn't yeah. remember having right. been so vile and so mm-hmm. mean and so rude. So here's my girlfriend going over to help her pack and unpack and and I, I feel I feel terrible for her because she walks into that house still so angry about how poorly she was treated. And there's this tiny little woman who says, I'm so happy to see you. And, and my girlfriend's not very huggy. So she goes over to her. This little woman goes over and gives her a big hug. And I just picture her standing there like, is it over? How, do, how long do I have to be? They don't remember. They, they don't remember how awful they were and how things have changed. I'm waiting for her to start giving her things away. That's the last straw for so me. So like, I feel like I'm having deja vu. And here's why. Because Pearl did not approve of my mother. My mother comes from different Jewish stock than she did. Like my like my father's side of the family is all entrepreneurs and very successful. My mother's father was a mechanic. Her brothers are mechanics, the whole thing. Two sisters were so, mechanics. My uncles were like, mechanics. They're the only Jewish mechanic that ever lived. Yeah. So like- my Biological clock. Tick, tick, ticking away. So like my grandmother never really approved of her and her background. And like she was never, she wasn't mean, but she was like not- she never really said she was always disapproving. Let's just put it that way through her whole life. And my mom, she probably she passed away feeling like Pearl never really. Well, similarly, she had a stroke soon after. And then she would first of all, she would call me Sherry. And then when I would say, I'm not Sherry, I'm Jess, she would go, your mother was such a good mother, such a good mother. You guys were so well behaved. She was my best friend. I was like, say what now? What do you want now? <laughs> what do you mean your best friend? History. Yeah, I mean, there's and a then, lot of And my father on. was like, listen, if she wants to remember that she was best friends with Sherry, who are we to correct her? Let her think it was, you know, peaches and cream. That's fine. But I just wish my mother would have gotten a little taste of that because she would have appreciated being like, your mother was my best friend. I'm not sure about she that. She would have been shocked to hear that, your mom. She would have been shocked. and appa- First of all, she never even heard you're a good mother. Never. She would have called her on it. She was a great mother. We were very well behaved. Yes, because she'd pinch me under the table. Yes, that's what you have to do. Um, I was telling John before we started recording one of my mother stories about how she tried to control weight in our family. Hold on. Wait, John, I think we need a sound effect because for whenever Melissa brings up the mother, you should have like a dun, dun, dun. And then she can keep going. But like every time she says the word mother, you press the button. Have it at the ready. It's, it'll be funny. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. You think I'd be done with mother stories by now, don't you? They're, when do they're, you think I'd be they, finished? They are infinite. She's the gift they kept on giving. Um, so weight, trying to control weight, mostly of my father. So I told John that we would go to the movies and my dad would buy a big tub of popcorn and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's butter on it because, um, uh, yum. So mm. she would hold popcorn. the she would hold the tub. <laughs> Great, you are my hero. Thank Great. you. Go ahead. So she would because she wanted to regulate how much everybody ate or what he ate or whatever. She would reach in and get a big handful and she would throw it on the floor. And you want to know why we would hunt you for fun? <laughs> And I and I don't know so if weird. these things were normal to me that that's just what you did. Oh, I don't I don't want to eat that much. So oh, when she would eat a piece of gum, Why the remember, floor though, just well, don't take she didn't it out want of the fucking she she didn't want everybody to eat it. She didn't want us to eat all of that food. So she would take it out and throw it on. She'd eat a few, throw a few on the floor. Eat a few, throw a few on the floor. 
She would eat a piece of gum. Remember when they yes, were long like rectangles? Yeah. You know those long? She would yeah, yeah. fold it in her mouth and always take a little piece, wrap it up, and throw it away. She would never finish a piece of gum. Who doesn't finish a piece of gum? Gum! You know, if she, you know, if she was related to Sheldon, he would be constantly twitching. <laughs> there would be no closure, ever. There's no closure with this woman. You can't so, finish a bowl of pasta or a piece of gum? So now I look at the kids who work at movie theaters who sweep up after you leave, and I think, you fuckers have it so easy. <laughs> you should have been there in the 80s on Long Island with my family as we sat there in the movie theater as she just poured it out of the bucket. And my father must have been like, wow, we ate that really fast. And Is that like a depression? That has to be a de- – that can't be a depression thing. It's not. It's to reverse be depression. Shit. It's yeah. reverse depression. Then came thing. the year where they decided that if you paid the big price for the big bucket, it's refillable. You can If you pay the big bu- – go back and fill it up. Well, there was a point where it wasn't. And then that, that rule changed. They're like, guess what you can do now? Refill your bucket. So he's like, oh, it's empty already. And she yells, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> there are no refills. No refills. Not at, the, not at this not at this movie theater. It doesn't work. First of all, have way. you ever tried to get a refill of that popcorn if it's just you and another person? You have to make yourself physically ill Sick in order to, to go get one. And you then you have to be prepared mom. to take most of that second bucket home where it's going to go stale and feel and taste terrible. But like I have made the effort. It's difficult. Challenge accepted. Let's do it, <laughs> Melissa. We'll meet at the movie theater in between us, and uh, we'll try and we'll try and get a bucket refill together. Right on two hundred two Edgemont. We're going to Edgemont. Yeah, we're, we're getting ourselves yep. a massive bucket, and we're gonna go through it twice, <laughs> not once, it. but twice. Let's do yes, it. So that's my that's my reason for not sharing this podcast on my personal site <laughs> because. That is where. Well, I would like her to answer that. I would like her to answer for that kind of behavior. That is very antisocial behavior. And she needs to answer for that, as far as I'm concerned. It's antisocial? Sure. Who takes popcorn out of a perfectly good popcorn because you don't want someone else to eat it and throw it on the floor? It is a little strange. I'm not going to lie. I don't know about antisocial, but I do think it's like a little, it feels a little psychotic to me. Like it's people would counter-intuitive. stare. counterintuitive. Like it's counterintuitive. It's not meant for the floor. It's meant for your pie like, hole. Are you keeping people from being fat? Are you keeping people from wanting seconds? Is it a mindset? Like if you don't finish it, then you can still stay skinny? Like what the fuck is behind Are you that? keeping people from enjoying popcorn at the movies because they look like they're having fun while they're doing yeah, it? Yeah, like. I mean, they say that Jews in some way have to suffer. Like, is that her way of suffering? Like, she just has to throw out the little tiny piece of gum because if she hasn't suffered, she hasn't lived today? I'm going to Florida. I will be seeing her on Saturday. Oh, my God. And Great. this will be the first question I ask yes. her. Yes. You need to ask her. Yes. And I you're going to need to report on Monday. What Next Monday, I'm going to need to know what is the sense and the feeling behind throwing out a little piece of everything. And why won't you finish a piece of fucking gum? There's something behind not finishing anything that I need to know what it is. What about like soda? Does she like drink it like to the, and then like if she had a bottle of water, does she ever finish a bottle of fucking water? Is water, is there no shame? Is water (laughs) savable? What is savable? Where does she draw the line? That's what we want to know. Yes. What what is it? What about her lipstick? Does she just like use it a few times and then throw it out and get a new one? No, no. Make, see, that's another one. Makeup, she'll like grind down to the stone. Like, uh, I think I cut my lip. So then it's got to be a fat thing. It's got to be about being fat. It has to be. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. John, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? It's crazy. Why would someone do that? I think she's uh, a horrible person. (laughs) 
those unexpected Speaking and hilarious. Speaking of embarrassing relatives, there are five most embarrassing celebrity relatives that Jessica. Yeah. I was commenting on Rashida who made a comment like, why not just save half for another time? Like, why do you have to ruin it for everybody? Rashida, that anybody? is a great idea. Why? Because if why? Why couldn't she just save some? She's a horrible person. Maybe it, was, maybe it wasn't big enough just taking half. But I'm saying, why do you have to chew all the gum except for a little one? Just do half and half. I'm like, I agree. I need to know that the answer to that, me. too. Thank that you. haunted me. It really it still haunts me. And I got to be honest, I think it now haunts, haunts my brother, me. too. Yeah. Why? Why? Marvel person. Why? How, my question is, you're 44 now years you old. Know. How did you wait so long to ask? I don't know. I think a lot of these things I kind of really pushed out of my head because once I got to college, I had such a good group of people who who acted from reason and logic and, and even Ooh, craziness, but in a good crazy, like in a warm and fun crazy, not a... I don't even want to say breadline mentality. Reverse breadline mentality. It's it's completely, mm. I have to control everything. There's no control in college. Everything's just wild wild and crazy girls. So that John is now thinking of hunting. Um, but <coughs> I, I liked the idea. I guess I pushed them all out of my head and I, I didn't think about them. And they slowly come back to you when mm. I sit, when I took my kids to go see Shazam the other day. We got the big thing of popcorn, and I said, you want butter? And they're like, nah, okay. I don't know. I think Mallory didn't want to get, like, the grease on her hands to, like. That's what, what napkins are I'm for, I'm like, dummy. I've got napkins. I've got napkins. Whatever you want, I'll make it work. They didn't want it. Make so it we're work. Eating. I like the butter. And then we were done, and there's still popcorn left in the tub. And I thought, that shit would not fly <laughs> growing up in my house. That would never happen. It would be empty That's before so weird. the movie oh, starts. Stewart's father used to, our second date, I think, was to go see a movie. And his father said, get there early, eat all the popcorn, get a refill for the movie. I like how you think. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it's the total opposite of the handfuls on the floor and, and just throwing it away. That's weird, dude. Did we talk about eating in bed and whether or not you guys eat in your beds? No, I don't. We eat. have discussed it, and the answer is no fucking way. I know what's in the fridge next to your bed, though. Not anymore, you don't. Do you ever eat in bed, John? No. No food comes into the bedroom? No. I eat. Mm, that's not true. Okay. So when I was doing the intermittent fasting, sometimes I couldn't get to sleep because I was, my, so, I was so hungry. My stomach was growling so loud that it would wake me up. So I actually <sighs> had a jar of peanut butter next to my Oh, yeah, you told thing. me that. And I would open a up spoon, the jar of peanut right? butter and I would eat a spoonful of it and I would go back to sleep. So technically, yes, I did eat in bed. But I don't bring food, to, Snack. yeah, snacks, anything to eat like that. I eat, no bridge Saturday mix. night, I eat spaghetti in bed. Spaghetti in bed? Who does that? What? You're a monster. And not only that, but when I got home and I was fixing spaghetti, Scott texted me and he was like, if you want to come upstairs, I brought you a bowl of spaghetti. Yes, please. <laughs> so it's not just me anymore although he I don't think he did it until he met me I think the bed was a food free zone until he met me and I've ruined it for everyone we've eaten dinner in bed we have bed picnics for dinner sometimes like we have we don't always do that but like sometimes we well first of all my husband's chronically ill so like if he needs to be in bed we make it work so like we've had pizza party in bed with Isaac well, that's a different that's story that's not pizza party's not bad if you put it on the blanket you know you can you know he, it's not as messy as like, or McDonald's. Pizza goes That's anywhere. Pizza goes anywhere. 
McDonald's is pretty um, not drippy as well, especially for a kid. It's fries and a hamburger, like nothing's dripping. So we do that sometimes too. But besides that, though, we don't eat McDonald's. Well, you're just superior, me. Sorry, I have a small child. He fucking loves McDonald's, so as long I eat as it you like say once, it once in a while. Um, <clears throat> I was just curious. Do we want to talk about the next? Like, it's just like a weird news thing, or should we just? Are we banging out the five celebrities? Bang it out because we had a whole intro that took up. Go ahead, go for it. Okay, okay. Oh, Rashida says cheesecake in bed is awesome. So true. I oh. love cheesecake in bed. That is one I would of the eat best cheesecake things in bed. bed. Especially from Cheesecake Factory. Or John will juniors. eat it in a house with a mouse in his bed or until he's right. dead. Yes, he will have cheesecake anywhere. <laughs> okay. So I found an article that I wanted to share the five most embarrassing relatives of famous people. Are you ready? Here we go. Am I one of them? Tom Hanks has a son who's a failed rapper who loves the N word. <laughs> rapper Chester Hanks, AKA Chet Hayes often acts like an OG thug on social media posting with guns and starting beefs with other prominent hip artists like Howard Stern. In 2015, Bad Hanks threatened the shock jock on several occasions, tweeting about how he was going to whoop Stern's sexagerian ass, adding, I am a walking PR disaster. Oh, he's true. No argument here. No. He has, Tom Hanks has another son who's Colin Hanks, who's kind of awesome and in one of the best shows on TV. True, yes. But we're not is, talking about the non-embarrassing relatives. Yeah, so he, so everybody's got one. I think I'm the So one what happens at Christmas when they all get together and then asshole shows up with his rapper? What does Tom Chester say? Uses the, Chester uses the N-word a lot and... He always says no disrespect to people or whatever. And also he his um, rap career hit a dead end because he was using drugs. So now he attributes his recent sobriety to his parents who were there for him every step of the way. Now, is his mother Rita Wilson? His mother is Rita Wilson, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Number four, Barack Obama's half-brother is a right-wing troll. For most of their lives, Malik and Barack Obama were as close as transcontinental half-brothers could be, even best men at each other's weddings. One of Malik's 12 weddings anyway. But when Barack became president, Malik wanted in on the ride. He tried to act as an unofficial representative in Kenya, trying a run for governor. He got 1% of the vote. He got angry and bitter at Barack because Barack helped bring down one of his best friends. That is Muammar Gaddafi. Holy crap. (laughs) And that's what he looks like. That's his tr- right wing trolling. And now he's an online troll. Now he's like a full fledged Donald Trump supporter, uh, which is not the most obvious move for a black a Muslim immigrant, but one that Trump gladly took advantage of, <laughs> inviting him to campaign debates. Sure, he come even- on. You know, listen, Trump loves a shit show, so bring him oh, on. Yeah. He even tried to help Trump's racist birther campaign by lying that he had Obama's Kenyan birth certificate. Oh, my God. shit. That probably added a lot of fuel to that ridiculous fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's not really my brother. My father just uh, had sex with another woman. And now I'm stuck with him. So we know Christopher Nolan and we know Jonathan Nolan. There's a third brother, Matthew Nolan, who pretended to be a member of the British Special Forces and was investigated for his involvement in a $700,000 bank fraud scheme. Nolan. Matt Nolan. Nolan, as in, yeah, Nolan, Batman. Bond, is James Nolan. Bond. Matt Nolan. Right. Nice. But his biggest suspected crime was of the 2006 murder of Florida businessman Robert C. Cohen in Costa Rica. It's a story of gems kidnapping 
bellboys, and fit for any straight-to-DVD movie. <laughs> Sounds like if somebody did something for Netflix, I would be watching it. So Nolan, Nolan, crime, Nolan, boy, my brothers. Keep those crackheads, In a minute, Nolan. we can talk about our most embarrassing relatives. Okay, next, next, next. Um, I don't know if I have anybody more I embarrassing do it every than week. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> talking about Meghan Markle's nephew uses her fame to sell weed. Tyler Dooley is an Oregonian weed farmer and the son of Meghan Markle's estranged brother, Thomas. But when his auntie Meghan went off to become a princess, Tyler saw his chance to crawl out of the dank dirt, cash in on his royal ties. Together with his mom, he set up the cannabis company Royally Grown and started a new strain of weed called Markle Sparkle. That's brilliant. What's wrong with He's that? He's an entrepreneur. He's not embarrassing. That's great. That should not even be on this list. I thought they were going to say her father, who is looking for any opportunity to be interviewed or speak or have a camera facing him or be in, a, in sunlight in any way. So he's much more embarrassing than an entrepreneur brother. Right. Marco Sparkle, I love that. Marco Sparkle is brilliant. Yeah. Elon Musk has a brother who's a seed-loving cowboy. With an oh, my easy God. Did you hear that interview that he did? No, but they do have it on this I website. saw that interview. He's funny as hell. Go ahead. He, it says he's taken the famous Musk ambition and turned it towards supreme hippiedom, running a chain of community restaurants where no shoes, no service policy would bankrupt him within days. But Kimball's greatest passion is spreading his seeds and not in the way that you'd think. Through his green nonprofit, he's trying to launch Plant a Seed Day, a new holiday wherein millions of inner city kids plant seeds in whatever patch of filth they can find. <laughs> They interviewed Seriously, him about it, and he kept Kimball saying, "Will not shut up about his seeds." Yeah, that's Weird. it. They kept saying, "So your brother," and he's like, "Seed Day, National Seed Day will be," and he never, he never would answer any so one of their bizarre. questions. He just was totally straightforward. Here's the only thing I'm willing to tell you. This is the only thing I'm willing to talk about. The only reason they're interviewing you is because your last name is Musk. You have to play along, and then put your plug in at the end. You just have to know how to play that game. And he wasn't playing. And their mother also um, talks about both of them equally. She said she she will not talk about just Elon without talking about his brother. Too, that's annoying. That is bonkers as well. I thought it was hilarious. Super, super bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, Manny is reminding us of Stephen Baldwin and Randy Quaid. Not nearly as embarrassing as the people we just spoke about. They have careers, but they are embarrassing AF. Um, I are you Have you seen anything new on Netflix? Have you caught any, any new shows? No, I've been watching Hulu lately. I'm still watching The Act. Are you? Yeah, but every Wednesday, it's only it's really coming out on Wednesdays, like every other Hulu I show. Know. How dare they? And it's great. It's hypnotic and great. All right. Who's the most embarrassing person in your family? Me. Is it? That can't be right because you're related to the Jimmy. Well, that's true. You're related to a person named the Jimmy. Well, I named him the Jimmy. Also, weren't you talking about him and and <laughs> what? You named him the Jimmy. Hold on, I didn't know that. Yeah, I named him the Jimmy. I don't know why we named him the Jimmy. I forget. It's been years now. But on my other podcast, the Unbelievably Stupid Podcast, he is a co-host. And he said he was going to run for president in 2024. I said, what's your slogan? And he said, we're going to do it my way. So if you're watching here, one of our listeners sent us a hat. It's yellow. Frank Sinatra fan, is he? Says, we're going to yeah. do it my way. So Frank Sinatra fan, is he? Yeah, Probably. I guess so. I Probably. Even, so whenever we talk I mean. to Jimmy about this, we have this for the Jimmy one. A little, little remix to it. A little hail Who to is the in chief. your family, Jess? 
Um, for a long time, it was me because I got pregnant without being married and had my daughter, Emily, and then my son, Nathan, and then I got divorced and I was 25. So for I was the black sheep, at least on my dad's side, for a little while. Are we going to have to take this episode down if you continue to talk? No, I don't think so. On my mom's <laughs> side, on my, on my Here we go. mom's side of the family, it's a little lower of a bar to set. So yeah. like, no, no, just your family. No, it's it's one big family. One big family. I'm not the black sheep there. I don't know that there is a black sheep there. I mean, there's no one that's like, I don't know, you know? I mean, like, it depends on who you ask. Because, like, I, my sister and I are not a fan of my mom's younger brother. Um, but But most people in that family would not say he's the black sheep. I don't know. It's really hard to, you know, there is a, that's a family full of black sheep, I got to tell you. It's hard to pick. It's hard to choose just one. All right. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to pick it out. Right. They're all um, a little I, against the grain, I think, which is not a bad thing, you know? I asked about Netflix and Hulu because I got annoyed. There are shows that I watched what feels like two years ago that, that now have a second season. And I don't care anymore. Wait, what? Who? There's um, a show called OA. It's kind oh, of like Oh my god, a, that came back? So there's another season and to be honest, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm yeah, over you. It's too a, late. I agree. A series called um Travelers. They're like time travelers. It was kind it was kind of neat. What the fuck took you so long? I'm over you. I don't give a shit anymore. If you came out within 6 to 8 9 months with a new season of it, I totally would have seen it. Now I don't give a fuck anymore. Except then you have shows like Game of Thrones which is waited like a year and a half and everyone's like I think it's different for Showtime. Like Barry just came back, and HBO. Those, <gasps> what? those. I love Barry. It's because it was amazing. And that Barry and, shows. Um, ho- Please tell me you watch that show, John. That show is hilarious. You oh, would it's love really it. Good. Talk it's about dark, dark comedians. Good. That's yeah. a fucking funny show. You've got to start watching it and tell me what you think. Please. Right. But you I have do to. have a okay. show for you to watch on Netflix because I'm confident okay, nobody watched it. It's called On My Block. No, I didn't watch it. And it's like Stranger Things without like the, it's with a group of kids and instead of an alien or monster, it's gangs and it's in the hood and it's, it's good. It's, it's their friendships and their relationships and it made me laugh out loud. It was fun. It was great. And there's a couple of actors, young kids who are going to be huge. Um, One in particular who's going to be huge after that show, but it came out. I guess maybe I didn't see it when it first came out. So it could be two years between first and second season, but now you get to binge too. So I recommend watching that. It was quite enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, that's the yeah. same thing with uh, Catastrophe. That was, I was really into the first three seasons and then they waited so long and I watched this. So long. Why are you waiting so long? Right. And then it came out with the fourth season and I was, I started watching. And I was like, mm, I don't care anymore. Right, but the only way they're going to get you is they say final season, right? That one, Catastrophe, yeah. it's, it's the final season. Oh, right, it's the final season. That might bring you back, but right. And it is the final stop. season. And they only did like four or five episodes. Well, stop waiting so long. We're in. We're all in. You had I agree. Great, it's annoying. But what is the reason for that? They don't know if people like it. They want to wait. I mean, I realize now that we binge and we see it immediately, but in knowing that we do that, Get on it. Why do yeah. we have to wait forever to get another fucking yeah, season? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I agree. It's totally ridiculous. Right, and so my way of protesting is not watching the new Travelers and not watching the new OA, which I think I liked when I saw it. I mean, I know I did. I watched the whole thing. I'll stop mid-season if I think it's stupid. Um, Marvelous but- Miss Maisel. Same thing. <gasps> so good. And now how long do we have to wait for that to I come I don't back? know, but I, yeah. I, really I know. That. that was the long time, Maisel. That took forever. I guess spring. It's, no. When did it come back? Christmas? 
fucking February? I don't even remember. And we have to wait all another year. All I know is it feels like a year. It's annoying. Yeah, it's it's painful. So I would like to uh, tap tap anybody out there who has any say in in when the production happens. Get on it. Do you need help writing? The three of us right here are happy to punch up, help out, write shit. We are here for you. Yeah. Make it happen. I, I'm tired of the wait. Amen, sister. I'm tired of it. And I'm just tired. And we're just tired. And I mean, it's past an hour. Y'all must be so tired of us. So let's wrap just it up. wrap it up. Yep, sorry. Slip it. Rub it down. Oh, no. Thank you guys so much for watching Brilliant Observations. To send us an email and tell us about anything or tell us about ourselves, if you'd like, you can send it to us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Listen Brilliant. Mark your calendars for 8 p.m. Monday nights if you enjoyed today's show and you want to see it live again. Otherwise, mark your calendars for Thursday when we come out on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other bitches that you can listen to. Speaking of iTunes, we got a fabulous review on iTunes. Oh, would you like to share it before we go? I would from Joe Cohn from the USA. Thank you, Joe Cohn. Thank you, Joe Cohn from the USA. Joe wrote. This is such a fun podcast. I'm getting to know the hosts and I'm loving their conversations. They're having such a great time together, sometimes giving each other a hard time. John, I put that in there. They they didn't do that. I did. And they really pull me into this enjoyable hangout with friends. I love the stories, especially about family and kids. So glad I found them. Keep up the great work. Well, guess what? We love you more. So thank you for that review. And thank you guys so much for watching tonight. Um, Go ahead and leave a comment. Tell us what you thought of tonight's show. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.